Hey. 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 Oh, hey. yeah. Hey. We're here. <laughs> you're trying. You're we so tired, it. but you're trying. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, welcome to After Bedtime. Today's topic is near and dear to our hearts because we are moms. And what we're talking about today is in 2023, apparently, according to the people out there, moms are crumbling. There is a crisis There's a happening mental in motherhood. health crisis in motherhood. Let's go. Let's tackle it. As a busy mom, I need something just for myself. Someone asked me the other day, what hobbies do you have? And I couldn't tell them a single thing other than sleeping. So my new thing is learning a new language. I'm picking Italian. I would really love to take one of my daughters or both of my daughters there next year. And it has totally lit up my life learning a new language. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app that truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. They are the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish, and more. What I love about it is there is a fast language acquisition. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. There's no English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen and think in that language. It's an intuitive process. So you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then with phrases, then sentences. And it's designed for long-term retention. Rosetta Stone has speech recognition with a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's convenient so you can use it on your desktop or an app. It has an audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. It's an amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. A total steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Big Little Feelings listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com BLF. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com BLF today. Finally, it's after bedtime, the kids are asleep, and it's time to get down. I'm Kristen. And I'm Dina. We're the duo behind the ever-popular Instagram account, Big Little Feelings, that helps you navigate all things parenting. But this is not a boring-ass parenting podcast. We're gonna laugh. We're gonna cry. We're gonna maybe pee our pants a little bit. Because honestly, parenting is hard as fuck. And maybe after a long day of parenting, you're sitting there and you're wondering, where the fuck is this village everyone's talking about? Where's the village? Where is it? I'm waiting. (laughs) Consider this podcast after bedtime your village Kristen hey girl how are you we're here how are you well you know what I'm gonna say Uh, tired as fuck tired (laughs) tired Tired. yeah Uh, is this whole podcast gonna be just about like how tired we are yes oh okay because it's a parenting podcast without a doubt did we do it I've been tired for years I'm so tired I'm also excited to be here, but I'm also a touch tired. Like part of me is like, ooh, was after bedtime a mistake? You can have lots of feelings at once. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I'm a therapist. I'm here to tell you. (laughs) My feelings are valid. Thank you. Thank you. I don't regret it, but like I'm tired. Yeah. (laughs) So we really started Big Little Feelings with a dream of giving helpful, actual advice from a child therapist mixed with real ass moms who can get down and show you what motherhood and fatherhood and parenthood and caregiving and grandma giving what it's like really like yeah and And it was inspired by you texting me all the time oh my god (laughs) and just being like just all the time (laughs) like hey how do I take away a pacifier like I understand I've read all the books like I know how to do these overarching things but like how do I take a pacifier away how do I not traumatize them? How do I get them to not pee? The, what, when they pee their pants, what am I supposed to say? What should I be doing? And now this podcast yeah. is going to be fun. Next this level. is next level. Like if you love the Instagram, you're going to love 
being here. Yeah. Everything that we can like scrape the surface on Mm -hmm. on Instagram, but we can like barely dive into like marriage struggles and infertility, which sounds so fun now that I say it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, by the way, some of these things are fucking hilarious. Like my husband leaving his socks all over the house. That's hilarious in an angering way. We're your besties. That's what's happening. This is a warm hug. We're your lifeline. So we want to hear from you. We want your questions. We're going to answer what you're struggling with. Let's get into it. Also, these glasses that I'm wearing right now, every single family member of mine has gone out of their way to tell me how much they don't like these glasses. But you know what? I love them. I love them. Why is this? This is like a recurring theme, I feel. This is Mm -hmm. a recurring theme. First of all, I feel like, and you can't see the glasses that Dina's wearing, but if you could see them, they are see-through, iconic glasses. I really feel like you're in your Gwyneth era. Yes. You're really in like Gwyneth in a courtroom type of like fighting off the Aspen. I don't actually even know what happened with that lawsuit. I just know visually the vibes that I feel like the glasses are giving Gwenny in a courtroom. That feels right in my heart. Cashmere. Mm. Very, very elegant. Mm -hmm. You know? Thank you. Okay. So sorry to your family. I love them. I stand by it. Okay. <laughs> I thought you meant your family. <laughs> but you oh, mean your well, glasses. that's really complicated. <laughs> I do many. love them. And that's another episode. <laughs> it was very friendly. Like, I love them. I'm like, oh, wow. This is great. Huh. This is good. Huh. Oh, you meant the glasses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, this is good. I have been knee deep in the Bravo world Mm. well I mean also forever right but also right now I feel and I don't think you watch every single season of everything because you're a healthy human being no it's because I didn't have cable for a long time (laughs) oh that's why yeah that's not why but also you're I mean it could be that it's healthier that way as a correlation which is nice I don't know everyone's getting straight up divorced on Bravo yes that I know everyone is cheating on everyone Mm -hmm. this is alarming It's all I can think about. All I can think about is fucking Lenny with his 18-year-old new fiance. And like, you don't even know what I'm talking about, but I sent it to you anyways. I sent it to you on Instagram. And I I was like, look at this. Even I was like, oh my God, I have no fucking idea what's happening. And like, wow. A lot of feelings. There's that one. There's the Orange County one. And like, her divorce is happening, although I don't know if they were really married. I just feel unsettled. I feel unsettled in the Bravo world, but I will say the one I think you do watch is Housewives of New York, the yes. new one. Because I was like, Dina, you haven't, you can't just jump into like, I mean, you can, first of all, yes. but this is new. Yeah. So you can just run right into Housewives of New York, the new one. So I don't know anyone's name. I can't okay. remember. Me neither. Like for the life of me. I Except cannot remember. Jenna, but obviously. Who is Queen the one that one. I love? Um, You'll know. I don't know either, but oh my God. She's like going to fuck know? everyone's She's dad, fuck I feel every- like. <laughs> that's, her, that's her tagline. It's oh, okay. like, if you cross you me, go. I'm going to fuck your dad. And I'm just like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why are we celebrating this? I don't know, but I love you. <laughs> she is just like... How is she so not tired? <laughs> yes, maybe ask. that's what's inspiring us. Oh. Yeah, it's the liveliness. Oh, the Like, life. I know she doesn't have kids yet, and she, you know, I don't know if she wants kids or not, but I also feel like even if I didn't have kids, I would be very tired. Mm-hmm. I'm still tired, you know? like You've always been a tired person, if I, I may. First of all, I'm always a tired person. Like, yeah. I don't know how people do it. <laughs> I don't know how people do it. Yeah. You just pull an all dayer? Yeah. You're just out here pulling all dayers? It's wild. Whew, it's brutal, man. Yeah. Um, but she has so much energy. She's so vivacious. She's just like the second something walks by, like she's gonna fuck it. Like she's on. You yeah. know what I mean? She's just on. That's all very day. animalistic. I love it. Oh, don't God, take life I too love seriously. It. I love it. That's my world. I have nothing else really to add. Like, is there anything going on in your world? Because my world's just Bravo right now, I guess. Just snaps, diapers, dinner, you know, the (laughs) usual. What did you make for dinner last night? Because you make dinner. That's a thing you do. Oh, wow. No, we, the whole family cooked. Uh Like, everyone was involved. Wow. We made grilled steaks. Oh, my God. We made mashed sweet potato. This makes me feel really bad about myself. Go ahead. It's okay. (laughs) Keep going. (laughs) That's valid. No, I'm just kidding. No, I love cooking. It like yeah, lights love me up. This is though. like your thing. This is like your thing. So everybody's cooking and you're making steak and smashed 
sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes. <laughs> what else? We had, oh, it was broccoli. Oh, my God. Yeah. Good for you. What did Snapple I do? Sauce on the uh, side. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> really fucking garbage. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we did like charcuterie dinner. That's where you just put like. Girl dinner. You put, yeah, it's girl dinner, but now we're talking toddler dinner. Like, I love the trend. Can we bring it into the yes. mom space? You just, you put out some crackers. You put a little oh, leftover cheese. mac and cheese. Yeah. You put out some cheese. You put out some grapes. This is a healthy, nutritious. Put a strawberry you know, on it. Strawberry, Whatever. bell pepper, done. You're done. We did a girl dinner. Toddler style. Toddler style. Charcuterie. I love that. A little charcuterie. Let's keep it going. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, I feel like that segues right into what we're supposed to be talking about today because we're all burnt the fuck out. So sometimes we're doing yeah. girl dinner and that's completely fine and okay, by the way, for the record. Because what we're learning, Dina and I went into like a deep, 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 deep dive. Deep, deep. So deep. <laughs> Okay, come back out. Okay, we're coming back up. We did a little deep dive on like, what should our first episode be about? Like, what is really important? And then we were like, oh, Oh, yeah. There it is. (laughs) The headline crisis is there's a mental health crisis in moms. Let's do it. Let's do it. Did you know that it's important to take a prenatal multi before you're pregnant? The first 28 days of pregnancy are important in a baby's neural development, and there's really no such thing as too soon to start. And with supplements, less can be more. Many vitamin brands contain excess nutrients that our body doesn't even need. Rituals Essential for Women is research-stacked and science-backed. With each of my pregnancies, and even before when I was trying to conceive, I swore by Rituals Essential for Women Prenatal. This was truly the only vitamin I could ever keep down with morning sickness in the first trimester and even throughout my whole pregnancy. The Ritual capsules featured a delayed release designed to help make it gentle on an empty stomach and a citrus essence to make taking your multis actually enjoyable. This is a prenatal multivitamin made traceable with vegan, bioavailable, and clinically studied key nutrients for before and during pregnancy. It has omega-3 DHA to support baby's brain development and choline and methylated folate to support baby's neural tube development. I love that they have industry-leading sustainability standards. Ritual uses scientific tools to select lower carbon packaging, prioritize sustainably sourced ingredients, and set ambitious climate goals. Ritual is a female-founded B Corp, meaning they are holding themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, but also the health of the people and our planet. Why settle for a multivitamin you're not 100% sure about? Ritual was literally built on trust, so you know it's the real deal. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash feelings. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women Prenatal to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash feelings for 25% off. So here's the thing about being human. Our minds, our brains, they all work differently. And same goes for how your kids learn best. So maybe your kid's feeling super challenged with a certain subject right now. Or maybe your kid's asking questions about their homework that you don't feel equipped to handle. I mean, let's be honest, it's been a long time since we've been in math class. Or hey, maybe your kid's just not feeling challenged enough in their current class. IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. And IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way with positive feedback. It's backed by research, and studies done in almost every state in the country showed that kids who were using IXL were consistently scoring higher. Plus, it's versatile. With advanced algorithms, it'll work for pretty much any of your kids. Not to mention it saves you time. And one subscription gets you everything. One site for all the kids in your house from pre-K to 12th grade. Oh yeah, and it saves you money too because a single hour of tutoring costs way more than a month of IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And Big Little Feelings listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL memberships when they sign up today at IXL.com slash BLF. Visit IXL.com slash BLF to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Okay, there's a mental health crisis in moms right now in 2023. Yep, I feel that. Do you feel that? Yeah, the feeling of being underwater constantly Uh and just 
drowning. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like we see it on our page, our Instagram page, somehow, by the grace of God, I don't know how, but we have 3.2 million followers. <laughs> how did that happen? I don't, two fucking nerds over here just... We tricked somebody. I don't know how it happened. But in having 3.2 million caregivers, primary caregivers, they could be moms, they could be dads, they could be whomever. The research goes towards this word mom, but really it's the primary caregiver. So Mm -hmm. we have access to 3.2 million of you and we see it every day in our DMs, right? Every day in the DMs, every day in the comment section. It doesn't matter what it is. What's clear, we could be talking about sleep. We could all be talking about pacifiers. We could all be talking about fucking eating and putting things on the right plate or the wrong plate. And what's clear is like the underbelly underneath all of this is these headlines that we were reading where it's like mental health crisis in moms. Here's another headline. Moms are feeling more anxious and burned out than ever, even as the pandemic recedes. Mm Mm-hmm. So three years ago, pandemic, we're all isolated. We're all stressed as Oh, my God. Fuck. That was horrible. It was horrible. It was traumatizing for I a lot. I blocked it out. Yeah, a lot of people, people losing loved ones. I mean, we're worried about health and safety and finances and jobs. And most yep. moms, by the way, came out of the workforce because of the pandemic. And things shifted. And now what we're seeing is three years later... Just because it's like receding a little bit or moving back, it does not mean that the mental health is going up or receding with it. In fact, it's worse. So most moms are feeling anxious. Over two thirds, so 68% of moms say they are experiencing anxiety with more than a third, 35% reporting current levels as moderate to severe. That's a lot. That is an an alarming amount. Okay. Parents, they need more support. The majority of moms, 75%, 75% say they don't have enough support in the form of a village. I'm just going to say it again. Where the fuck is the village? Where the fuck is about? the village? I mean, I hate that statistic, but me it makes too. me feel a little less fucking crazy because yeah. I'm just like, oh my God, everyone, everyone on earth has a goddamn grandma goddamn grandma comes over comes with their kids on fucking vacation by the way they have both sets of grandparents there on either side and they're just hanging out in goddamn hawaii and i'm like oh my god they're doing bedtime and mom and dad are out to date night and they're just there and they're just an extra helping hand they're making dinner they're making they're giving supportive words you go sit down and take a break i can't go take a a shower yeah you go take a shower eat something have a snack wow (laughs) i can't imagine 75 (laughs) percent of us are doing this all on our own 60 percent of moms agree that compared to 10 years ago parents are less likely to have other family members living nearby a sentiment that has increased 21% since we last asked the statement in 2019. Again, no village. So this is what's also really interesting. Gen Z moms report higher levels of anxiety than millennial moms. Gen Z is most likely to say they are wrestling with anxiety. 79%. Again, 79%. alarming. Holy shit. And majority. Half. Nearly half, 45% report moderate to severe anxiety. Okay, this is the really interesting one. This is the last thing I'm going to say. Gen Z feels more pressure to be perfect parents. When asked to review 25 different parenting ideals, from keeping the kids busy with activities to maintaining a clean and tidy home, Gen Z moms consistently aspired to reach greater heights than their millennial counterparts. So millennials, on the other hand, they valued modeling a strong worth ethic, earning an income, encouraging the family's spiritual and religious life, and having a successful marriage and partnership. That to me is so fascinating that Gen Z, the things that they are valuing that's adding to all of this anxiety and pressure are things like a fucking clean home, the perfect little activity with the little squares and the sensory activities. And that's the shit that's stressing them out. And Dina, are we Gen Zers? Did we just discover, like, not to make this about me and us, I think but like, we am, I might be. am I a like, youth? I'm, I'm having a moment here. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> 
okay, but for real. And I think this is also broad because I feel like millennial moms are also for the record. It depends what camp you're in. Like maybe you're not on social media at all. And maybe like you just really care about earning an income and having a successful marriage, which by the way, I'm also stressed about. What I'm learning is I'm stressed stressed. about just all of the things that everyone is stressed about. Pretty much everything you said is like, check, check, that's what it is. Yeah. It's just all of it. Yeah. Okay. Put that away. Not about us anymore. <laughs> but truly, we have anxiety. That's why we're in therapy every week. Um, <laughs> which, by the way, is everyone is what we just learned. Is what we just <laughs> learned. So picture perfect parenting and this idea is destroying moms who are doing and by the way again moms means like primary caregiver this might be dad this might be single dad this might be two dads primary caregivers out there are being destroyed from the inside out on this idea of having the perfect home and the swedish playroom and everything has to be like wooden and check the box and have like the fucking rug that looks amazing and it cleans perfectly and then everybody has the activities and then the food is cut into like cookie cutter shapes and like you're just never you're never gonna get there like, you're never going to get there. It's impossible. You're never going to. It's impossible. It's impossible. So no wonder then 80% have sky high levels of anxiety because speaking from <laughs> speaking from experience, you'll never get there. And so I'm constantly like constantly trying. A, I'm in therapy every single week. But B, I'm constantly like at the end of the day, I go through the whole fucking thing that we all apparently are going through where you're just sitting there and you're ruminating on like, fuck, I didn't do this. Fuck, I didn't do that. The most insane things, by the way, I don't know what your few things are. They're probably different because you actually do them like you actually do. And then so then the things you don't do, right? It's the opposite. Oh, I have my own versions. Exactly. So it's like the opposite, which is ridiculous because mine is like hiking, which is absurd. I don't know what it is about like seeing kids on social media in the wild and getting their feet fucking dirty and like playing in a river that just every day, day in and day out. I feel like garbage that my children are not and they're like inside on their iPads. Okay, this is hilarious because you sent me a photo the other day Uh where you were hanging out with your kids Uh and they were in a sandbox. Sure. And I was like... In the city, but yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay, and I was like... And you were like, oh, wow. I was like, wow, what a shitty mom I am. Like, did I let my kids go in a sandbox? Like, like, no, I forced them to do a structured (laughs) fucking activity. You can't win. You can't win. You can't win. And then I'm like, well, fuck, I hate structured activities. I'm never going to do them. So then I feel like garbage because I'm not doing crafts. I'm not doing activities. And like, this is what at the end of the day at night when I'm like, okay, I didn't take them for a hike. I didn't do the activity. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. We had McDonald's for dinner. Everybody has fucking McDonald's for dinner. I try to bring it back and be like, None of this, first of all, let's even just bring up, none of this fucking matters. None of this fucking matters. Like, you do not need to do an activity. No. You do not need to go for a hike. They do not need to go in a sandbox. Mm -hmm. None of this, first of all, fucking matters, okay? But second of all, if I may, I'm never not going to feel this way if I can't get it into my head that I can't do everything perfectly. And I don't need to. Yeah. Both. I can't and I don't need to. And your kids will be okay. And the kids will be beyond okay. The societal pressure we're both feeling, though, it's all made up. Like, it's all made up. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. Well, it's just like, oh, God. It makes me so emotional because it's just, I see, again, all of these parents, like, on our page, and they're just doing the most. Like, they're doing the most. They're doing so amazing. And they're all just worried like everyone is worried and everybody is trying to be perfect and it's like at what point can we just I need like a quiz but not I don't even know what I'm trying to say but something that can just make me like check a box in front of my face and be like does this bring you joy glitter yes no no okay never use glitter again assure you your child's gonna be okay yeah fuck glitter fuck the glitter. glitter okay hiking Is it realistic that you're going to go hiking every day or once a week or once a month? You just keep checking. It's like choose your own adventure, you know? And then if it gets to like once a year, you're like, yes, it's like, cool. Maybe try once a year. Also, it doesn't fucking matter. And it just like smacks you in the face. (laughs) It's like, if you never go on a hike, it's going to be okay. By the way, when you say hiking, when you say hiking, I've gone a handful of times with my whole family. And wow, wow. (laughs) A toddler on a trail. I just have to say it is 
so stressful sometimes. This is the other point oh. where it's like, do I even really want to go fucking hiking with a whole... Probably not. Yeah. Like, probably not, first of all. Like, yeah. is my version of hiking what I actually did, which is put them in a sandbox outside in the city, yes. and we all enjoyed ourselves, and the sun was shining, and I sat down with a coffee, and they were occupied, and they're outside in sand. Oh, wait, I already fucking did it. And that applies to you crushed it. Every worry that everyone is having right now listening to this podcast, like whatever it is that you're like, oh, fuck, I didn't do this. There is definitely a version of like, wait, that thing might have actually been a nightmare or not as good as I'm anticipating or not. I'm not building it. I'm building this thing up so high in my head. And I kind of did it. Like, I kind of did a version of it that was actually better for our entire family. That's right. You know? Yeah, because if it works for you, yeah. it's going to translate into you being a more present mom. Yep. Calmer, yep. right? Yep. More enjoyable overall for less everybody. Less anxiety, by yeah. the way. You're having less anxiety, 80% at the end of the day, if you're just letting that shit go. You cooking with your family. If I cooked with my family, I would be a monster. That is stressful, for me, I don't know how to cook, first of all. We all know this. Well, maybe you don't know this, but I don't cook. Chris and I, might burn the house down. I, I, first of all, like, have, like, drowned our house down already. Oh, like, yeah, I left the sink on, and then our house drowned down, if that's a thing, which you don't know that that's a thing, but you can actually, like, overflow a sink, and then and then the ceilings will It will destroy water. your ceilings. It will, destroy it will your drip house. through all the lighting. Go turn your sinks off. Ruin all the floors. Yeah. I remember that. So... <laughs> cooking not my thing if I ever do it it's incredibly stressful and so I'm gonna imagine like I'm gonna be yelling like it's not gonna be a fun experience for anyone and so I probably should cut some slack there and know like I'm doing what's better for my family by doing a charcuterie dinner they fucking love it right they fucking love it proud of you you know what I mean yeah yeah except I still have like the debilitating anxiety that we're all talking about but yeah exactly we're we're in therapy you know we're in therapy that's key Okay, shifting gears, a really wild stunt that is super relevant to me and resonates with me. Nearly three quarters of moms are putting on a strong facade for their family's sake to avoid being seen as stressed. More than half of those moms feel like they're going to be seen as a failure if they ask for help. And nearly just as many say that they don't feel they'll get the support and the help that they need to relieve the stress and the mental load that they carry if they do ask for help. Which and I feel like most, when we, again, yeah. unpack like what's happening, what we're seeing on our page, I feel like that, I mean, that's the biggest thing that I see. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Is like, okay, everybody talks about sharing a load and asking for help and dividing it up, but like in your situation, and I feel like most that we're seeing, it's like, Okay, and how? Yeah. And then a lot of people, too, would be like, well, it's actually simple. Just make a list of all the household things you have to do and then divide it between the two of you. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, my partner isn't following through on his half. Yeah. So um, that's really tough. That is tough. I was going to say, we do do that, but then... You but have I the think follow the, through. the follow through. But then it goes off, and then we yeah. have to have, like, a year later, we'll have, like, another one. And a little then we, business like, meeting. Put it, get back it back together. on track. Get it back on track. Yeah. I yeah. mean, shit. It took three years and we've made some progress. But all that to say, the stress, the overwhelm we're feeling, the anxiety, like yep. it all makes sense. Yeah. This makes sense. Yep. And this crazy thing happens too, neurologically. Like I'm going to be a nerd for a second. No, when you become a parent, yeah. it is crazy. Yeah. Your hormones and your brain yeah. literally change, both from the experience of becoming a parent, and by the way, this is the birthing parent and the non-birthing parent, mm. have these hormonal shifts, mm. and your brain changes for both parents. And the more that you are involved in caregiving, mm-hmm. like so this could be you know, a house with two dads, for example, mm-hmm. the person who is taking on more of the caregiving, their brain changes mm-hmm. in this significant way where the prefrontal cortex Mm -hmm. becomes larger, has more connections. And part of that is because you're doing these new tasks of juggling so many things. You're planning ahead. You're thinking about how to do it. Your focus increases, Mm -hmm. like it changes your brain. And while you're in it though, the experience is so intense while your brain is changing. It is so demanding. It is so stressful. And that's why you're so worried about everything too, because you're just like literally hardwired to be like, 
bing, 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 bing. Like, oh my God, we need yes. new pants for the fall and they don't have this and they don't, and it's like, it's just a lunchbox, but biologically, like you're the one yeah. who's like keeping your young safe and like feeding them or whatever. But right now it's yeah. like the holiday cards and the pants that have to be ordered and the diapers and the this and the feeding. And those are like survival instincts making it feel like, bing, 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 bing. Literally, like our body's yes. going into like stress mode. Coupled with the other big brain change that yeah. happens, which is your amygdala, mm-hmm. part of your like intense emotional reactions and fear. Hello. Hello. Fear. I feel that every day. And aggression. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> it changes too. Oh, wow. And becomes more active. Oh. Oh, the fear, the anxiety, like it's all making sense. This uh-huh. is actually a brain change that happens in parenthood, which is wild and valid. Okay. So when people are like, oh, like they're, you know, the age old, like women, you're fucking crazy. Like, why don't you guys calm down, chill out? It's like, we can't. Yeah. Our brains have changed to interpret you sitting on the couch as a fucking threat. <laughs> Fuck you. You are <laughs> literally triggering my survival skills right now. Get your ass off the couch and help me make dinner. I that doesn't apply to help. me because my husband makes the dinner. But like, you know, generally yeah. speaking. My house, it applies. Yeah. <laughs> right? We're like, that's why we're angry. That's yeah. why we're angry. Yeah. Oh, you know, wow. it's so funny too, especially because... You know, I'm a therapist, super into the mindfulness field and world. I used to meditate every day before becoming a mom. I I could handle so many things. Like I had such a great bandwidth. And now as a mom, I'm like irritable some days, (laughs) you know, like it makes sense. Oh, yeah. This makes sense. Oh, yeah. We're irritable. Oh, yeah. Truly irritable. I think probably the biggest thing that I was really reading and taking away from this also, by the way, was, okay, A, your physiological changes, like you just said, okay? B, pressure to be a perfect parent, and you can't do it. C, you're on your own, and you have no village. D, which I thought was really, really interesting, is it's not just like you're on your own, you have no village, but when 80%, 80% of women reporting anxiety. And yet, fewer than one in four moms, 23%, say they are currently receiving professional mental health support. And many moms acknowledge the obstacles to seeking such support. This is what's so telling. 47% say they lack time. Duh. Yeah. When? I can't imagine doing one more thing. I can't imagine doing one. You, Dina, you've been doing amazing. You're prioritizing your mental health and you're just like, thanks, boo. You're doing amazing. And even though it takes away from your kids, like you were just saying this yesterday, you were like, I feel so fucking guilty. I'm going into a two hour therapy session and my partner has to take them and I don't even know if he's going to do a good job and it's hard to release everything because like he has to get the chocolate milk and he has to get the (laughs) dinner and he has to get the diaper. But like, you know that you're going to be a better mom for them by going and doing it. And that's fucking hard. And 100%. I have a confession, which is my husband every week is like, you have to go back to therapy. You have to go back to therapy because it's been like maybe only two months. But for me, I'm a work in progress. You know, we got we got quite this a, a lot journey. to cover. We got quite. A I always joke to my on. therapist that like, we'll be here till you're 80, girl. Like when you retire, I'm throwing you your retirement party. I know about your childhood and I stand by that. <laughs> Like, we got a lot of work to cover, you know? Um, And I keep telling him, because it's usually when I'm, like, in a fit full of tears, I'm drowning in anxiety, I'm doing everything that we're talking about in this entire episode, and he says that, like, hey, maybe you should, and I'm like, I don't have time! Like, tell me one time, look at my calendar, like, when can I find an hour? And so I'm literally doing exactly what the statistic is saying, where, like, 47% of us cannot find the hour for therapy. That's goddamn hard. And then... The other one third of moms are not seeking professional mental health support. 30% of them because of the stigma, the stigma attached to receiving therapy, mental health support services. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's a really big disconnect in parenting where we all are like, we came into this. It's the only job in the world that there is no training, that there is no test for. You just have something thrown at you. 
And then you're supposed to be perfect 100% of the time, 365 days of the year. And then when you say, I'm struggling, that could either mean like, I need help. I need help from a partner, a grandparent, uh, somebody I hire, somebody to come in and do my fucking laundry, or I need a therapist. It doesn't matter what kind of help that is. Or even like, I'm just going to go to Instagram and follow this parenting account and maybe they can help like a little bit in some way, but like not in a pressure filled way. There's so much shame attached to that step of getting help because we're supposed to feel like the thing you said where it was like, you're supposed to act like you have it all together. Whatever you said, it was what, 70 something percent was like, they're putting on the facade yep. and not showing the unhappy feelings you're to pushing their it family, down, but I would argue, yeah, to your neighbors, to your social yeah. network, to anyone, to social media, you're supposed to put on this facade of like, perfect mom, I've got this, like not struggling, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And that's stopping us from getting the help that we deserve. Not only do we need, but like we deserve that. We do deserve it. Shit. Yeah. Therapy is a game changer. Yeah. Therapy is a game changer. Yeah. Not only unpacking your childhood, your life, your marriage, by the way, like anything you're struggling with, therapy. Exactly. Therapy. Please get help. Well, let's go into what we can do to kind of help ourselves through this, yeah. this, this crisis that we are all just in right now like we're really first of all that feels good to know that like we're all in this together you know you thought it was you I thought it was me it's it's all of us we think Katrina has the perfect life on Instagram she don't she don't Mm -hmm. like she's struggling too that's right she's struggling we're all struggling in our own ways okay now there are some things that we can do let's try to help ourselves yes feel better yes okay because this is a lot we're just gonna do three by the way because we want this to be like let's keep it manageable fucking manageable by the way and okay we are working on this ourselves right like biggest thing is (laughs) we know research shows these are good things to do and it's hard to actually do when you're in real life yeah Yeah. we're gonna try right alongside you by the way like let's do a check-in like are we trying a little bit let's try it okay okay let's number one number one is we can prioritize self-care a little bit. Mm. Self-care little bit is more. such a trigger word, I feel like. Yep. It's such a trigger word. <laughs> I cringed like, as I said it. Yep, it's literally like, first of all, it's so different. It's so funny on social media because we live in it and we're knee deep in it, but I always see the most ridiculous shit where someone will post something about having a shower and they'll be like, this was the most amazing thing. Like sometimes all you have is a shower. And like, by the way, even my therapist is like, you can turn a shower into a mindful moment. Like pay attention to the soap running down your body. Smell the scent of the shampoo. Like if you can do nothing else, but on social media, people are like, showering is not self-care like mom needs more support and then you go on the other side and you see somebody be like I take like a hotel stay for 24 hours is what I do by myself and like a more elaborate version of self-care and people are irate about it and they're like not everybody could do that like not everybody has access first of all self-care whatever this illusory, whatever it is, it's illusion of self-care. It's going to look so different, not only for every person, it's also going to look so different for every season of your life. Yes. Every goddamn quarter that shit is changing. Yeah. Okay. Every chapter. It's different. Sometimes it's a fucking shower and it's by yourself. Okay. Cause that's all you can get. Filling your cup looks different. To me, a workout, I have to do it, but it's not going to feel like, oh, wow, now I feel like, no, I have to do it because I have to do it for my health. But that to me is not like my version of I'm going to come back and be like rainbows and butterflies and like fulfilled. That's not for me. But for a lot of people, it is. Yeah. I remember after I had my second baby, all I could do for self-care at that time was go on a walk with the baby strapped to me, which is like, you know, in an ideal world, I'd be able to go out by myself and take that walk. Yeah. Why couldn't we, we, me and my husband just didn't have it figured out of how someone could juggle both of them. We like weren't at that point yet. And so the baby would get strapped and I'd be like, well, at least I'm getting a little sunshine and fresh air. Like this feels, this feels good ish. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) And then there are sometimes too, by the way, where we have to push ourselves a little bit where there was, I mean, four and a half years that I was in a basically a postpartum anxiety state, baby Mm -hmm. to baby, where no one else could touch or take care of the kids. No one. There was not a babysitter. And it wasn't until I had a miscarriage and Dina, you sent your babysitter over over, and I just had no other choice. And from then on, I was like, wow, 
this is nice. Like, it's not every day, but like once a month going on a date and having a babysitter. Now, there are also financial reasons. It may not be applicable to everyone, but there's also certain times where like you really have to actually push yourself yeah with by the way the help of therapy is how I did that with the help of therapy or not to be able to be like can I go for this 20 minute walk by myself like are my kids now in a place where I could like I have to do this all the time every few months and check in and be like you know what I'm sabotaging myself like Mm -hmm. I need to go do this like yeah this this is a me thing like I'm doing this you know it's a growth journey for sure for sure okay number two Number two is a big one. Mm-hmm. Actually, science shows very, very important. Mm-hmm. Make time to cultivate relationships. Yeah. Okay. Community. Community, high quality relationships. And that's mm-hmm. the thing. It's not about the number nope. of friends or support or relationships we have. It's literally just comes down to the quality of your friendships. Yep. And this can impact our health so much. And that is why I do feel like it's very clear anxiety at 80%, right? I don't care who you are. Well, maybe 20% of you <laughs> are fine. But I feel like 80% of us, after you have a baby, it all changes. Maybe your friends didn't have kids. Maybe they do have kids. And so we're all on our own islands just surviving every day. I cannot answer a goddamn text message. I'm not cultivating a relationship. It is so hard to keep up with relationships as a mom. Yeah. Like it is so so hard to keep up with relationships as a mom. So, I mean, I think this is a growth area that Dean and I are both working on, which is oh, like, sure. like, I'm good at like, I have long-term really close friendships, thank God, and they understand, but I'm definitely craving more of like, as my kids get older, like I want to go do something with moms once a month or like yeah. go have fun, you know, or yeah. build a social network or have that community. Not to mention for me personally, like it is hard making parent friends. Hard making mom friends. Very hard. Very hard. And then my family moved a few years ago, so we had to start all over. Yep. But I'm going to toot my own horn for a second. I made a friend. (laughs) I just want to put that out there. I made a friend recently. I did. I did. It was at a park. Yeah. It was at a park and it was actually not even me who did this. It was my toddler. I was pushing him on a swing and there's a mom pushing her baby next to me. And we're like, you know, side by side. And we give each other like a little nod and smile. Yeah. And then my toddler just goes off and starts like sharing his whole life with this stranger and is like, my dad is in Los Angeles right now. He's actually at a birthday party. My grandma's here and he's visiting his friends and is just like telling his whole life story. And then all of a sudden he goes, and you know what? When I was a little, little baby, I just slid right out of my mom's vagina. This is my mom. Her name is Dina. And I like look at this mom. I'm like, oh my fucking God. Nice to meet you. I'm Dina. This is my vagina, Welcome by the way. Vagina. Yeah. Hello. We it. love meeting you. <laughs> and you know what? I know your friends. Now we're friends. Well, that's a hot she, tip. She asked for my number. There you the go. It was your vagina. Yeah. It was your vagina that did it. Well, I'm proud hot of tip. you. You it's- can use that one too if <laughs> yeah. you want to take that tip. <laughs> it's hard, but apparently we all need to work on like building a community. Makes sense. It does make sense it and it's hard. Sense. Okay. The last one keeps like short and sweet because it really needs no other. And we've gone over it so much already. A hundred times. Go. It's therapy. It's, it's therapy. good support. It's therapy. Mental health. Yep. Services. We all deserve therapy. it. And you know what? Fuck that stigma. Fuck the stigma. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that stigma's <laughs> stupid. Okay. <laughs> that shit's old. No, but it's really, dumb. if you feel like you're struggling at all in any way, truly, yeah. big, small, a little bit of anxiety, there's like therapy is so amazing. Like it's great. It's yeah. great. If nothing else, you can just plug it into the self-care thing and be like, I'm alone for one hour. Yeah. You know, like just By get in the there. Way, whatever like, you got to do. Per- I-, I got permission to share this from my husband. Yes. He started therapy yeah. a few months ago. Fucking life changing. Game changer. Life changing. Bless therapy. He's like, I wish I had gone sooner. I was like, I know. That's why I was like yelling at you for two years to like, please, 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 please go. Yeah. But like, I'll take it. Dude, Better therapy, than ever. medication. Yeah. There is no stigma. Get help. Get support. You deserve it. You deserve it. You fucking deserve it. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been very informative. I feel like I have my homework. I'm going to have my takeaways. We're going to go work on a few. Dude, I am excited to grow. Me too. Let's keep doing this. Okay. You know, when you walk up to your closet and you start looking around and you just 
don't know what to wear because nothing feels good. You've got a whole closet that's chaotic and crammed with just a bunch of clothes that you don't actually want to put on. I hate that feeling. However, I don't deal with that anymore. I found Quince and let me tell you, it has changed everything. I'm not even joking. Quince is incredible. You can get cashmere sweaters, washable silk tops, timeless jewelry, all at a super discounted rate because they've cut out the middleman. So Quince partners directly with top factories and cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us, which is exactly how I became obsessed with their cashmere sweaters. No joke, I have about four in my closet now. They are my go-to. They feel so incredibly luxurious. I wear them pretty much every day now. So thanks to Quince, my closet's gone from pretty much a dreaded experience to feeling really cute. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, and I love that. Oh, I also have a crop top that I wear all the time. Everything that I've gotten from Quince is so comfortable, so cute. I literally could not recommend it more. I've gotten my family addicted, several friends addicted to Quince. It's a game changer. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash feelings for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash feelings to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash feelings. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? I know as a parent, especially, we don't get a whole lot of extra hours in our days. And if we do, we are exhausted. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know exactly what is important to you and make that thing a priority. For me, that is therapy. I'm going to be very honest with you. Recently, I fell off the therapy bandwagon because I said I was too busy, too busy, too busy. And guess what? It caught up to me. So no joke, this week I have put therapy back on the calendar and I am committed to going every single week. And even if there is no time and I have work deadlines and the kids have so much going on, I'm making my one hour of therapy a week no matter what. It is my top priority. Therapy for me, especially during busy times, but also in general, it empowers me to be the best version of me. And when that kind of slips or slides, or I'm just feeling really run down, that's my sign to get back into therapy. I learn healthy, positive coping skills. I get reminded on how to set boundaries. It is so important for my upkeep of my mental health. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com feelings today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash feelings. Okay, we all know that parenting does not stop. So let's get into some questions from our listeners. All right, question number one, it comes from Steve. Is it okay to put a boundary of no TV if you hit your brother? Mm, question. Yes, I love this okay. one. Yeah. Okay, it seems very logical, yeah. right? Like yeah. I need to teach my kid, I need to motivate them to not hit and teach them about real world consequences. When right. you hit, your actions have consequences. So right. no TV. Or no dessert. No or dessert. No, no play Whatever. Date. Yeah. Taking things away. Seems very logical. Yeah. To the adult brain. Yeah. However, when you get into it, for a kid brain that's still developing, they haven't developed the parts of their brain that can actually like handle of this. What I'm saying is this is probably not that effective. Right. Okay. So first of all, the toddler, preschooler, kid brain goes, wait a minute, like what does TV have to do with hitting? This this makes no sense to me. Yep. And then also you can almost guarantee when it's time to turn that TV off and they've lost that privilege they're going to lose their shit, mm. right? Because it just it just doesn't make sense. And what we know about effective consequences, mm -hmm. and I'm not saying to let your kid do anything they want no. and there's no consequences and no. they just run the household, they run over you. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is consequences are great, but they have to be 
effective and they have to make sense. And they need to be related. You need related to have consequences. a related consequence, especially at this age, but also in general, by the way, because your brain doesn't stop developing until what? Right. 26. Oh, yeah. So especially at this age, though, it needs to be really like directly related. It's so helpful to think of it like they're just sandwiched right next to each other, literally related. So it takes way, way, way too long for a toddler to understand like this is over here. This is hitting over here. And then let's even use like the dessert thing as Mm -hmm. as a better example where it's like you hit your your siblings. So you get noticed six hours have gone by everybody else is eating ice cream at the table and they don't have dessert. And so then they're going to scream and they're going to cry and they do not understand one plus one equals two. Like they're just not going to get it. So we want it to be related and in the moment. So Mm -hmm. if you hit your brother or if you throw a toy car, right, right then and there in the moment, this toy, we need to keep it safe. We don't hit our brother with the toy. I'm going to put the truck up here. We don't use our hands to hit our brother. I'm going to hold your hands down here. I'm going to do a little bear hug. I'm going to keep him safe. It's not okay to hit right then and there. That's the consequence. Exactly. In the moment, makes sense. You know, if you are taking this truck and you are slamming the baby Mm -hmm. with the truck, the consequence is the truck goes bye-bye and we're not threatening them. We're just in charge. Calm, confident, yeah. keeping everyone safe. Yeah. The truck's going to go up here and we'll try again later. Yeah. I know we can use it safely. And with repetition, this is going to yeah. take time, by the way, because again, not a fully formed brain. So over and over and over, when they're holding that truck, they'll go, oh, I don't hit the baby with it, right? Because you're saying that message, whether that's allowed or with your actions of, we don't hit the baby with mm-hmm. the truck, right? right? If I want to keep this truck in my hands, I'm not going to hit the baby. So we're really like reinforcing that. I would also argue, by the way, when you zoom out, when you just really zoom out, because yeah, we're talking about younger kids, but also in general, this whole idea of like punishments and taking things away and is this really effective learning, right? Our kids are not coming into this world knowing, quote unquote, good behavior, okay? Their brain is still developing. They lack impulse control. This is our job to teach them. And so I cannot imagine if we sent them into a school and they got their math problem wrong, that we're ripping the test away or we're putting them into a room by themselves to go think about what they've done or taking TV time away because they didn't understand the math problem that they just understood. So even if we just zoom out really at any age, we're trying to teach our children better behavior. And what that is is calmly, consistently, in the moment, teaching them by showing them and saying it with words and then following through over and over and over and over. To get really nerdy, yeah, that's the learning environment they need for their brain to be in a state where they can actually take in new information and learn. Yep. Yeah. Next question. All righty. Ooh, this is a big one from Sarah. Mm -hmm. Have you ever thought about divorce and the effect it would have on your kids? And would that make you want to stay? Mm. Ooh. Oh, wow. Oh, oh boy. boy. Oh, boy. This one's hitting me hard. <laughs> I feel like we get this question a lot, by the way. That's true. A lot of people are worried about this. Like, yeah. they're in a marriage. It's hard. Yeah, especially after kids. They're The whole concept of, like, staying together for the kids Yeah. Well, as a therapist, I'm here to say that divorce can be the healthiest option for some families Mm -hmm. where parents need that space to be the parent that they want to be. If you're unhappy, if you are miserable, like that's not a great environment. If the home is chaotic, if it's not feeling very good, a healthier environment. Yeah. Probably the best environment for your kids, even if that's two separate homes. Exactly. And change is hard. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. And you create new systems right. and ultimately become a healthier family system. Right. So totally, totally doable. And for me personally, that's a funny one that we're going to have to have a whole episode on. I because, think we're going to uh, do a whole episode. Feeling a lot of feelings. Feeling a lot of feelings. Are you divorcing your husband? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> we'll do a whole Tune in. I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> I will say also just from a personal perspective, coming from a home where the parents, my parents stayed together, quote unquote, whether it was for the kids or for the finances, whatever their reasoning was, there was one year of my life. And I think I was 14 where they separated. Mm-hmm. And before that, it was when I say it was chaos, it was chaos. It was chaos and fighting and things. Again, we'll have we'll have our whole episode about that. Sure. Well, um, <laughs> maybe. And um, when they separated for that one year stands out as the golden year of my childhood. Wow. OK, it was going to my dad's apartment apartment. It did not have to be fancy. It was not devastating that like he didn't have a fancy home. And it was the best year of my life. Things were calm. Things were consistent. There was not constant arguing and fighting and mayhem. And so I think choosing divorce is hard. Only you know if it's right for your family. Mm -hmm. But I will say I hope it helps someone out there as the child who was in a situation in the chaos, if you're feeling like, God, this would just alleviate, like, maybe this is what's best. It might be what's best. It really might be. Your child might someday thank you and be like, God, that was the best. Having yeah. two stable homes was yeah. the best. Yeah. And I'm going to make a lot of jokes about it throughout this podcast. Yeah. But we'll get into it one day. About your divorce, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. They're trauma jokes. Okay? They're trauma jokes. <laughs> All right. Last question is from Megan and she's asking, what do I do when I'm visiting grandma and grandpa's house? And at the end, they always want my toddler to hug, but Mm. I'm not sure that's best for my toddler and I feel uncomfortable. Great question. question. Bless. Bless. Good for you, girl. Trusting those instincts. Hell yeah. I love that. Oh my God. Okay. When it comes to body boundaries, I mean, I feel like this is something that was not very big in our generation. I 100%. feel like we were all taught to like be good girls, possibly good boys. I don't know. That's not my lived experience, but be a good girl. Override anything that you're feeling, whether that's nervous or scared or not wanting to be touched. Override and go give grandpa the hug. You make them happy. You be a good girl. Yeah. This don't is make what you do. Sad. Yeah. Yeah. That's the message a lot of us got. Mm-hmm. And what we know now is that's very, very, very confusing very for little confusing. kids, right? Yeah. We want them to be able to listen to their body. We want them to be able to say no when they're uncomfortable because think of when they grow up, when they're in situations where someone wants to touch them or they're feeling uncomfortable. We want them to know they are allowed to say no. Yeah. Their no matters. Yes. And people should listen to it. Adults and so should teaching, listen to their no. Exactly. Teaching mm-hmm. this consent, these body boundaries mm-hmm. from a young age is game changing. Mm-hmm. So, And one step further though, even because, okay, yeah, adults listen to you know, anything you say no. But even by the way, holy shit, if somebody would have taught me at age two, three, four, hey, what are you noticing in your body right now? Dude. I'm feeling icky. You feeling little butterflies? Are you feeling like, ugh, that doesn't feel right? Cool. Go with that. Now you say no. It's even, it's like the two-step process of like, listen to what your body is saying. Maybe your body's saying, fuck yeah, I want to go give Aunt Natalie a hug. Like, great, do it, right? But if your body is saying like, something about this doesn't feel great, I don't really want to right now, you're listening to that. I can't even imagine. My whole life I've just been overriding what the internal feeling is that I have to make everybody else happy. No, you're right. That's the foundation of the very hot topic, social, emotional awareness and skills yeah Yeah. so not only from a perspective of like consent knowing later on like you're Mm -hmm. a teenager your kid is a teenager they're sitting in a car they're at a party something doesn't feel right they're listening to the alarm bells and saying no and now also that person needs to respect that no it's like finding their voice and also finding their feeling inside of themselves yeah And they've had the experience bringing it all back to Mm. when they're a toddler, a preschooler, Mm -hmm. when they said no. Yeah. Adults, people, listen. Yeah. Yeah. And if not, then that's a problem. Right. Let's talk about grandpa because grandpa's going to have feelings. Oh, yeah. Grandpa has feelings. Grandma had feelings. Yep. Aunt has feelings. This is a very cultural thing, by the way. 100%. Very cultural that like this is rude. This is you respect your elders. This is tough. I mean, it's tough being a parent. This is really comes down to 
is this a priority for you as a parent or not? You do mm-hmm. not have to blindly listen to any parenting advice, by no. the way. If you hear this and you're like, fuck that, like that's not what our family does, throw it in the garbage. Throw Agreed. it in the garbage. Like this is all options for people to be like, huh, wow, that's that's a good point. That's and an that's interesting perspective. Yeah. yeah. So like if that is important to you, now you sort of have the foundation to stick to it and yeah. say, Gary, mom, <laughs> whoever. <laughs> I hear you. And we actually are teaching Ryder to listen to his body and say no. So yeah, he's going to give hard. you a wave today. Give you, a or wave today. you can give them options, by yep. the way. Do you want to give a high five? Do you yeah. want to just wave goodbye? Yep. Say goodbye. Right. Blow a kiss. It doesn't have to be rude, quote right. unquote. Right. And exactly. so we're meeting in the middle. We're saying like you can say bye in other ways. Doesn't have to be a hug. Might be uncomfortable. Gary might not like it. Mom not might not like it. Ultimately, you know what's best for your kid, what's best for your family. Exactly. Yep. Even though it's uncomfortable. Well, shit. Thank you for being here with us. Oh, shit. Damn, it's bedtime. Oh, shit. I'm tired. I know. I can't wait to go to sleep. (laughs) So soon, girl. It's so soon. I mean, first of all, I could do this forever, but we're going to shut it down. We're going to shut it down. So if you are listening and you are struggling with your toddler, with discipline or hitting or boundaries or any of the millions of things that come up, check out our course, Winning the Toddler Stage. It's for ages one through six, and it is everything behavioral you could possibly need. We're going to walk you through it step by step. You can find that on biglittlefeelings.com. And be sure to also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Big Little Feelings. We give tips and tricks there for everything navigating the preschooler and toddler years. And if you loved this episode, by the way, which I hope you fucking love this episode. I love this. I love this episode. Listen and follow After Bedtime with Big Little Feelings, an Odyssey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you next week, Big Little Bestie. (laughs) Bye. <laughs>